It's widely known about the ups and downs of the Disney company. From the groundbreaking Snow White to the polarizing Song of the South, Disney has made some incredible media over the last 96 years, and some have not been so great. I'm looking at you, Plains. But it is undeniable that 1989 was a turning point for the company. The Little Mermaid was released to critical acclaim with many reports stating that Disney had found its magic again. They continued to do so well through the millennium. But what if I told you that wasn't the start? What if I told you that we need to take a look back to the previous year? I'm talking about what Disney does best, adapting famous, albeit legendary stories for a new audience. This time, Disney decided to tackle Charles Dickens' classic, Oliver Twist. That's right. I am implying that the Disney Renaissance was built on the shoulders of Billy Joel, Bette Midler, and Joey Lawrence. I know what you're thinking. It's nowhere near the majesty of everyone's favorite red-headed mermaid longing for legs. But I ask you, which had better character development? Who had Huey Lewis in the news for a theme song? I'm being 100% serious. The film made nearly four times its budget. It had good reviews at the time, and it had Huey Lewis and the news. In all seriousness, though, I recently watched Oliver and Company and got to thinking, you have a true powerhouse of actors and singers behind this movie. Let's, let's just go down some of the cast really quick, okay? You've got Billy Joel, Joey Lawrence, Bette Midler, Robert Loggia, Dom DeLuise, Cheech Marin, and Frank Welker. Megatron himself was in this. What isn't to love? But let's get to what really matters. The storytelling. This movie is able to introduce all the proper elements into the first 15 minutes of the film, as well as playing two incredible toe-tapping songs. It being based off of classic literature is what I feel makes it such a strong-suited film. I'm not a fan of Dickens, just never really was my thing, but I love this. It's And it's the same thing, but it works better. I feel it works better because it's cute animals trying to stop a bad guy, just the basic Disney formula. It's that... Disney flair that makes something that I normally would find dull and boring into something magical and entertaining. Now, this isn't me reviewing a movie. I live by the to-each-their-own rule. But I will ask you to think back to this movie. The art and animation had become what we would know and love through the end of the 80s through the early 2000s. This movie has lots of moving parts, a lot of detail, but it remains colorful, fluid, and fresh. The backgrounds themselves feel like part of New York City is a character that is always with you the whole movie. From the bright whites, light pinks from the house on Fifth Avenue, to the dark purple greens in the dog's hideout over the docks, it is truly a treat and triumph for the animating crew back then. So we have great fleshed out characters across the board, a great soundtrack, a Disney first where it was the first Disney movie to feature real world advertisements and even had some tie-ins with Sears. Gorgeous art displaying that Disney style and a story that is grounded in one of the most well-known books of all time. Folks, I think we have a winner here. I really feel that Oliver and Company gets passed up as the true herald of ushering in the renaissance of Disney. I think what happened here was a couple of things. First, Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted to release the movie the same day as Don Bluth's The Land Before Time. Bad idea. Second, it didn't get a home video release until eight years later, after being re-released in theaters once again to combat another studio, 
Luckily, it was all dogs go to heaven. Two. What shocks me is that Disney wouldn't want to immediately release a videotape of Oliver and Company to capitalize on kids wanting to see the movie at home after seeing it in theaters. What's even more bizarre is that it didn't even get a release out of the U.S. for years. It was only until after the re-release that overseas audiences ever even got a VHS tape of this movie. After all, the kids loved this movie. It was adults that felt it was too predictable. All in all, Oliver is a great movie. It's fun, bright, energetic, with a great soundtrack. I personally feel that this was the first twinkle in the twilight of a new era of Disney. Modern as can be for 1988, while still retaining that fun Disney charm. Oh, and Huey Lewis. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. So when you hear someone talk about how Ariel kicked off the new age of Disney, you remind her that a little orange cat walked so she could run. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It is Nick with the Armchair Imagineer podcast. We've got new episodes up every Friday by 6 a.m. We're also now on Spotify, so you can hear us over there. If you like us, please give us a follow. It's always appreciated. We also are now on all of the social media, we've got the Twitter, we've got the Instagram, we've got the Facebook. All the social media links are available on the Facebook at facebook.com slash armchair imagineer. Please give us a like if you would like, a follow if you want to follow us, etc., depending on whatever the platform is. You can also reach me directly at my email at armchairimagineerpodcast at gmail.com. Please reach out if there is anything you'd like to talk about, a topic you'd like to have covered. And like always, guys... It's hip to be square and have a magical day. See you next week.